Support Our Sinclair and listen ad-free. Go to patreon.com slash Our Sinclair. Our Sinclair is also brought to you by the Div MMC Future from thefuturewas8bit.com. Quit waiting on tapes and fooling around with WAV files and load your games instantly with the Div MMC Future, a jumperless, switchless SD storage solution for all ZX Spectrums, from the 16K all the way to the plus three. Get yours today at thefuturewas8bit.com. Welcome to another episode of R. Sinclair. Yes. I am Amigo Aaron, joined by a man who shouldn't be here at all, the Brant. That's that's not true. I was expected. Well, who? No one expects the Brant. He just appears when he's ready. <laughs> Brent, this is your first foray into the Spectrum world on this show. But that's we've true. We've touched the Spectrum many times. Absolutely. I, I'll have to say... The spectrum of all the shows that we've kind of dabbled with has me the most interested and the most excited. It has so many games, good ones, bad ones, and the uh, the palette that it has to play with is very unique that's, out there. That's what Boat says to the yes. palette. He's a big pal. You're a big palette guy too, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, it it really sets the systems apart. I mean, you know a spectrum game when you see it, just like you need know a TRS-80 game when you see it, and it's all from the colors. You're right. You're right now. You know, today's game is a, an arcade port of the game Rainbow Island. Yes. You know. Now, um, number one, have you ever visited any island? And number two, have you ever gotten to the end of a rainbow? Well, I can say yes to actually both of those questions. Uh, when I was eighth grade, yeah. I went on a field trip to Wallops Island. Where's that? Uh, that is down off of one of the Carolina coasts. Uh-huh. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's one of the northern coasts. Uh-huh. It was in eighth grade, folks. You got to somewhere, bear with me somewhere a in the waters. All he knows. Uh, but we went on that island, and it uh, one of its main features is it has a bunch of uh, weather monitoring <laughs> gear. Oh, okay. <clears throat> has a bunch of weather. We we went out there on an eighth grade trip, and this was one of those special trips where only you know the smart kids get to go. <laughs> And one of the smart kids what? couldn't show what up. Were you doing? Oh. Well, and so I got chosen their place. I was actually a, a alternate. I don't know you were driving the bus or um, something. So we get up there and we're having a good old time. And this this is our free period because we're up there doing science experiments. And they say, you know what, you've got some free time. Go ahead and, and explore the beach because we're out on the beach and uh, we're out there and you see the sky get dark. Yeah. And I don't mean like. Oh, it looks like it might rain. It, this looks like, well, it's over. Kiss the earth goodbye. We're getting destroyed. Superstorm. You get those when you get near the ocean. And we get hit with a gale. Yeah. A, a, a near hurricane, a low, uh, low hurricane gale, upper gale. And uh, It's funny. I was actually we, hit by a girl named Gale. <laughs> but she we're, was an uppity girl. We are spread out on the beach for miles because yeah. the students were just walking around by themselves. You know, these are the smart kids. They, they get a little more responsibility so they can go out and walk on their own. The sand, uh, as it pelts you in one of these type of windstorms, is so painful because it's, it's just constant little beats of sand that I had pulled my shirt up over my head. Yeah. I mean, I was taking it There's in the stomach, yeah. but I wasn't taking, it, taking in the, it in the stomach. Oh, you have to. Why couldn't you just lift your head up like this? You know, pulled the, your head up like... No, no, no. You don't understand, man. This is like getting shot with 
itty bitty paintballs like over and over and over. All right. So we all, I walk like a mile back to the bus, and there are still kids out there lost on the beach. Yeah, <laughs> kids are crying. Yeah, teachers are panicking. We weren't the only ones on the beach. I actually remember walking back, and some people were huddled down uh, in the dunes, right? Yeah. And the teachers were freaking out. Get off the dune! Get Because you can't, you're not supposed to walk on dunes. I like the moors or the water yeah. when the sharks coming by. Well, you know, you're not supposed to walk on them. Yeah. So the teachers are freaking out and told us, and you know, we're in eighth grade, getting, we think we're all going to die. We don't care what the teacher says. We're getting anywhere there's cover. Right. So that was, that was a very interesting <laughs> part of my childhood. And then to the rainbow thing, Wait a minute, before you start that, what oh, was the name of that island again? I, I believe it was Wallops Island. Never go there. I don't know. If, well, you're, if you're a tourist and you're, what do you say, somewhere off the well, coast of America, because Britt can't quite narrow it down. It was, you're either the northern or southern coast. Do not go to this Wallops Island. You will get walloped. That's why they call it that. It was, a, well, what was funny was, like I said, it had all that, the weather stations and stuff, yeah. weather monitoring, and they couldn't tell a bunch of eighth grade kids that you guys are all going to die. So, so it's they had to have known it was coming. They were just like, man, they'll be fine. Yeah. So into the rainbow story. Yeah. We were actually uh, uh, at the start of a rainbow. Well, I mean, start in. How can you really tell that it was literally? It looked like the rainbow was like a hundred feet from us. Yeah. And, and it was one of the big ones that shot up in the sky. It was just one day after a band competition or a band class. I can't even remember. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's no gold there. There's no we looked. Was there a leprechaun? Uh, well, there might have been, uh, but, you know, kids at that age are kind of small anyway, so it might have just been another student. You know, speaking of leprechaun. All right, let's do it. Boat is, is a fly- leprechaun? He's flying back from Ireland right now. It's true. Land of leprechauns, I've, I've been told. Pixies, fairies, whatnot. Fae folk, if you will. Yes. And uh, if he's lucky, he should be landing in the next four hours or so back here in the good old USA. I think he's landing in uh, Philadelphia. Oh, well, and that's not lucky at all. Stay on the plane boat. <laughs> uh, but uh, and then he'll be whisking back here to West by God, Virginia sometime in the next next couple of days. But uh, he's had a, a good time over there. In case you're wondering where the boat's at. Brent just didn't just take him, beat him up, and just <laughs> roll him. Hit it with a shillelagh or something. He actually boats on assignment with the folks over at Amiga Ireland. But he should be back next week, and we will be back at our normal time, recording live uh, next Friday at uh, the Boat Studio basement. I was happy to, to see that uh, when I got called in, you know, they, they don't give you notice on this stuff. It's like, hey, man, 30 minutes, get dressed, you need to play this game, hop, hop, hop. He knew weeks ahead of time. And I was like, holy crap, they're giving me a decent game to review. And uh, I'll because I get brought in for so much garbage. Uh, but this... Are you sure it doesn't become garbage whenever you show up? Oh, or, well, that's not very nice. You know, you filled nice in all. many times on the Amigos. Yes. <laughs> Do you recall a game called Dark Seed we did? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that I was saw, a, that was a decent one. I saw that one of the fellows, uh, one of our Amigos buddies in Ireland, had, had picked this up and was bringing it home. Bringing it home. I'd like to think that your uh, your glance, your look, your take on Dark Seed may have caused him to buy this. So we'll see. Maybe you can move some units of Rainbow Islands here. Now, before we delve into this fully, have you uh, have you played this in the arcade? Yes. This is part of that Tato, happy, smiley, 
super happy single screen gimmicks. That well, it's do, not know. single screen. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. It's you don't. I mean, well, you're right. It goes but, up. You know what I mean. Um, no, it's not super crazy. You know, I, I I take that back. I actually have not played this in the arcade. I've played this on a main machine. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. One of those hundred and one games. Version. Yes, yeah. one one of the hundred and one games, right. but not a dedicated cabinet. So for you this, were no. you were pretty well in uh, and knowledgeable in this particular one when you when you uh, when it came. Oh out. yes, absolutely. This is a very popular game. Why don't we go ahead and just dive right in? As we mentioned, the game this week, Rainbow Island. Yes, it's funny. I looked, and me and the boat had a look at this game on the Amiga. Gosh, it was like episode thirty-eight. I know it was an older one because there was no video for that one, so it was way back there. Now, we also looked at it in the same episode as we looked at D-Paint. So, it's quite an episode. So I can see where the two are similar. This game is so good. This gets its own episode. <laughs> That's how good it is. So, um, let's talk about Rainbow Lines. Now, of course, Rainbow Lines is a follow-up to uh, R Bubble Bobble. All right? I think you know that. Let's, before we uh, get uh, oh, go ahead. Sort of. Yeah. Well, it's a sequel. Indirect. There and you go. The uh, we're going to talk about the arcade machine before we get into the specy version. So, originally, this game was released uh, by Taito in 1987. Do you call it Boat always gets always a Taito or Taito here? Taito. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I always said so. Designed by uh, Fukio Mitsuji. That's probably not the, right. The composer was uh, uh, Hisayoshi Agura, uh, and this, of course, is the sequel to Bubble Bobble. Uh, this was a now one thing you'll remember right away. Bubble Bobble, two-player two simultaneous game. Yes, and, and so you're right. There's some quite a few differences between this and Bubble Bobble, in that this has hot seat play, one person at a time. It supports two players, but you only get one person. Uh, this was a uh, release as a uh, upright cabinet in the arcades. Uh, this runs on a uh, now get this. This has two main CPUs, a 68,000 and the Z80. And it's got the, the Yamaha 2151 for sound. Um, now, this thing was, uh, in America, was distributed by Romstar. They did a lot Romstar. of Romstar. Yeah, I know. I always like the name of that. Um, so, you're, the main characters in this are Bubbling and Bobbling. Makes sense. All right. These are Bub and Bob in, 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 on our version. Bubbling and Bobbling were the weird dinosaur creatures in the first game. Now, if you played the first game, you may remember that they were... An evil jerk had transformed them into little dinosaur guys. Correct. Uh, at the end of that game, they uh, got better. <laughs> that's the best way to put it. It turned me into a newt. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Uh, so you're out. You're out to uh, defeat the dark shadow and rescue the Rainbow Islands. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The yeah. Shadow knows. Oh, that's right. You remember that? No, no. You don't remember the Shadow Radio play? Well, screw you. Um, so the game is set on a chain of islands, each one with a different theme, and you have uh, each island has four rounds that you have to go through, and this is pretty much is all held onto the uh, uh, onto the uh, uh, specy version. Like I believe the first island, so it's called Insect Island or something like that. Yeah, something and that's like that. I didn't see the other island, so I can't can't really get into. What he didn't at least meet the first boss. I got to him, but we'll get into that. Um, the arcade machine version. This has multiple endings, uh, tons and tons of secret levels, uh, yeah. all kinds of crazy secrets. I've read that this does not. Uh, this was a uh, uh, quite a challenge uh, to to have ported over to the Spectrum, and they really squeezed everything out of it they could. And we'll get into that in a minute, but uh, they, uh, so some things had to be omitted. 
to uh, to from the game. Now, some of the items are still in here, but they don't reveal the secrets. Um, the original game has the uh, a, a song uh, that you would say was a homage to Over the Rainbow. It's a kind of an upbeat version. It's like they play like six or seven notes of it, and then they're like, oh, man, we're going to get sued. Yeah, Go like, a different direction with the song. It's like, it's like a jazz <laughs> version. You know, they get jazzy. Uh, now, uh, a lot of... Uh, um, a lot of home versions didn't include that song. They had a different song. Yeah. But this one has it. Uh, uh, that has to be copyright fear. Yeah. Um, the Amstrad version, the Specky, the C64, the Amiga, and the Atari all got the, the cool theme, which is cool. The other thing's okay, too, to be honest yeah, with you. A, it is. Um, so here are your islands. Uh, these are your islands that you get on the Spectrum version. You've got Insect Island. I would never go there. <laughs> Combat Island. Wouldn't go there either. Monster Island. These <laughs> islands are horrible. They actually, you know, Monster Island's actually a peninsula. Toy Island. That sounds like finally. I but you gotta really pay your dues before you get to the fun island. I like this one. Dole Island. But DOA is in Revenge of Dole. Remember that? Arkanoid. But that's and everything on the island is balls, spears, and capsules. I'd like to have seen that. That's kinda cool. Because remember Revenge of Dole is oh, yeah. the bomb bad game? You got Robot Island, and then you got Dragon Island. All right, so you got you got seven islands in, in the Specky version, down from what was it, ten in the arcade? Not too bad. That's still it's pretty good. Uh, so how do you play this game? Well, you've got uh, the normal uh, options here. You've got Kempston. You've got keyboard. I played this with the keyboard. How'd you play it? I played it with a, with a stick. That's just the way. It's exactly what Boat is. Uh, Boat Boat always plays with a stick. So what do you do in Rainbow Island? Well, good question. What you try to do is ascend to the top of this crazy world, uh, all the while avoiding critters and picking up little goodies. Now, uh, they're not just going to let you get up there. They're going to try to kill you. And so, luckily, uh, Bub or Bob, depending on who you're playing, it depends on one or two players, uh, will have, is armed with his rainbow shooter, or rainbow powers, wherever you are. And basically, an arch shoots out from wherever this guy uh, is when he hits the button, and the arches do two things. You can walk on them, and they can also kill the enemies. Plus, they have sort of a third secret uh, power that if you, in certain areas, when you put the, uh, when you put the, uh, the rainbows down, they will actually, you'll see, like, goodies appear right yep. there. And a fourth sort of secret thing, right. you can use the rainbow to pick up items. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's a very versatile rainbow. It is. So, you're, this game is... Uh, when you see it, if you play the arcade, it looks pretty close. They did a pretty good job. Of course, this is uh, playing up against the Spectrum's limited palette. Uh, and so what you've got here is uh, you've got the backgrounds that are pretty much intact. The, the things that, that fall off are your rainbows, which are monochrome, which looks pretty funny. I'm sorry, it is funny. And the bad guys and your character, which are all sort of monochrome. Uh, there's color clash coming at the yin yang. It's it's the normal sort of thing you would expect on the specy. I mean, I think uh, overall, just to get your initial thoughts on how it looks, what did you think of this? I thought it looked fantastic. Darn good. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I mean, when you hear Rainbow Island, it's a colorful game in the arcade. It's a very colorful yeah. game, and when you think, man, they're bringing this home to the Spectrum, it's going to be a disaster. And it, it it's not not a disaster, but they they take what they have. And they make it work. And it works well enough that you kind of, uh, 
you can kind of see the other colors, yeah. uh, even though they're not there. Uh, at least I could. I I think the graphics on this are absolutely fantastic. I agree with you. Now I should go into this a little bit. This this got released in '90, Brent. Uh, Pretty late in the late in the game. Published by Ocean. Yep. Of course, because what wasn't? And the authors of this, the people that were Graft Gold. Now Graft Gold, uh, we've ran into them before on this show, uh, but they're responsible for um, just a ton of stuff. I'm going to run over a few of the things here. They did Astro Clone, Avalon. Uh, they did uh, Flying Shark, uh, Off Road. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. Iron Man Stewart's Off Road, Luna Attack 3D, uh, Magnetron, Morpheus, Quasitron, Ronorama, uh, Soldier Fortune. Uh, a lot of games. So they, they were pretty old school, and of course, they published across multiple platforms. We'll get that in a minute when I go into them. Uh, so this was done by uh, a couple guys. David O'Connor. Uh, he did. He's done Outcast, Soldier Fortune, and. Zytham and John Cummings, who was responsible for Flying Shark, uh, Iron Man Stewart's Off-Road, and Synapse. Now, you've got the, this will work on the 48 and 128K. I played the 128. I believe the 48K is identical without, without the music, which the music's good in this, which we'll get to that in a moment. Um, you've got a multitude of keyboard. You've got keyboard, all the interfaces, Kempton. This originally sold Brinster for the tape of this sold for £9.99p. If you want the disc version, heck of a deal. Yeah, if you want the disc, well, I mean, I don't know. That's nine pound ninety nine p. That's uh, what about fifteen bucks? That's or, a heck of a deal. Uh, the I that, would have killed for a NES game with this quality back in the day for well, fifteen bucks. Uh, the uh, disc version was fourteen pound ninety nine p. On that, and when this went out on budget, you could pick this thing up for just, just under four pounds. Wow. Yeah, not bad. The budget releases, they 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 made out like bandits in that. So. I'm not going to tell you everything this was ever released for because it, it's released for almost everything, but yeah. I'll hit the high ones. You got your C64, Specky, Amstrad, Atari ST, of course, the Amiga, the NES, the Master System, the Turbo Graphics, the FM Towns, Wonder Swan. You should pick this up for yours. There you go. Game Boy Color, Saturn, PlayStation, uh, Genesis slash Mega Drive, and there's also phone versions. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure there are tons. Of, I, I guarantee this is on the PS4. On the Switch. I'm sure you could get this anywhere. Probably in yeah. some capacity, yeah. yeah. And Kato's things. Now, let's talk about Graft Gold. I found this interesting when I ran across it. So, in 89, uh, Graft Gold was invited to convert the, the game to five computers. Okay? They okay. were the C64, the Specky, the Amstrad, the Atari ST, and the Commodore. Okay? So, Graft Gold time had seven people in their office. And so... What they did was, they, they agreed on a sum of money, and so the way they usually did this stuff was, uh, whenever you did a, a conversion, they'd basically say, like, here's the arcade machine, go to work. Wow. So, so but Tato actually gave them more documentation than you would normally get. Sure. And I read an interview where the guy said, like, this helped them quite a bit uh, on, getting the thing, on getting the thing up there. And the, and the way these games work, and I always find this fascinating. When I read this, I thought it was kind of neat. So... Um, the job, they figured the job would take them nine months, and so they got paid based on milestones within within the time they thought they could do it. So if you got to where you needed to get to, you would get you, you would meet your milestone for programming the game. I always think that's kind of neat. I, I always wonder, kind of, you you know, you don't really think about how the game's programmed. You play it. I mean, I mean, how many bad games were just because they were under the gun? I mean, a, so, a lot. Because a lot of yeah. these, and I feel bad sometimes. We hear from the programmer sometimes, or the artist, and, and you know, we may 
kill a game, and you're like, and they're like, listen, you know, uh, uh, we were we had two months, or you know, the boss's wife died, or I was making this thing in a bank. You know, you never know what's going on. So, but get this. Um, they had to drag the Sarkavian up the stairs to get it into their part to get it in the studio. All right, they've been there. This is, <laughs> so I think that's came from the wiki. So they had an iron staircase, and it, they had to all drag the cabinet up the stairs. And they, so finally, they it took the whole team to get this thing up the stairs. They so they had a hell of a time getting this into the studio. That's pretty bad. You know your studio is small. You can't get the arcade game in there. So they had different guys work on different versions. John Cumming did did all the maps and graphics, and then Gary Ford did the C64 version, and David O'Connor did the Specky version, as we mentioned, and the Amstrad version, and Jason Page did the 16-bit sounds and the C64 sounds, and Steve Turner did all the Z Z80 stuff and some of the sounds. So they had it was a true team effort. Now I looked at this having played the Amiga version. Which is near arcade purpose. Yeah, it's I really beautiful. Uh, I watched. I had a good look at the C sixty four version of this, and and while the C sixty four version, and I haven't didn't play it, so full disclosure, the C sixty four version looked slow to me. Okay. This, I mean, and it looked it looked marginally better. It wasn't a better by a ton. It just had better color. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and when you, I noticed that when you finish the level, the, in the arcade, these the colorful letters come up, and in this, they don't really, they have the yeah. top of the screen, they don't look the same, they're not stylized. But I mean, I think this one probably plays better, and sure enough, I looked around, and a lot of people think that too, so I'm guessing that that's sort of a, a, a I'm sure there's a lot of fights over there. It seems like the kind of thing people would fight about. Um, so, let's talk about the actual way this thing played. I've played Rainbow Lines a bunch. Uh, considering we've covered it, and of course, I know people that like it, and um, I suck at this game. I've never been any good at it, and I've never fully been able to understand the use of the rainbows uh, in, when you're playing this game. I'm just, I'm not good at this game. Now, can I get to the first boss? Yes, I can, uh, and it may take me a couple of continues to get up there. But I'm not sure I've ever beaten him, and this was no exception. So I, anything after the first boss, I had to go back and watch. I uh, it just doesn't do it. This game just doesn't do it for me. The rainbows as a weapon, I'd still like them. Now, uh, in reference to this particular port, I think this thing plays great. The controls were, and this is a spectrum as a whole. The controls were spot on. I had no trouble with the keyboard using it. Uh, I thought the, the guys jumping and stuff were just about perfect. I didn't have any problem with that. Uh, the bad guys were pretty normal. I mean, I was there was a lot of those times where we'd be roll for me. I'd be rolling up the screen and just going so fast, I'd run into a guy. And that's where the color clash comes in a little bit because sometimes those guys can get hidden in the background, and it's it's a real hassle. And so, and I I know you're leaning at me like, ah, oh, you're full of crap, but I, I'm telling you that happened to me. And that's the excuse I'm going with. I, they would they would whack me, and when I couldn't see him. But there were plenty of times where I could see him perfectly, and I'd still get whacked. What did uh, what did you what was your take on this thing gameplay? Well, let, let's step back, <clears throat> and you have to understand that uh, I didn't like this game in the arcade either. Yeah. Um, I'm, that's not to say it's a bad game. 
because uh, it's a good game. It's obviously a good game. Yeah. Uh, it just does not connect with me on, on a level that I find the game fun. Did you like Bubble Bobble? I not really. See, I'm the we're we're gonna be the most roundly hated people. But I didn't like it either. But like the game, I like Liquid Kids is the first one that was sort of in that series that see, I like. I, I a game sort of like this that I do like is Rodlin. Yeah, I like Rodlin. That. And that's another game I don't get into that much. Um. I under like I said, I understand the appeal. Playing in the arcade, it never really connected with me. So now I'm finding out I'm, I'm reviewing the Spectrum version. Okay, I'm gonna really get in there and give this a shot. Yeah. So uh, super easy to emulate. Yeah. Fire it right up. Oh yeah. Runs yeah. like a dream. Yeah. Runs yeah. like a dream. Smooth as silk. Everything feels good. You hit the button, the rainbow comes out. Even when you're shooting multiple rainbows, they're all just bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Getting up on top of the rainbows, which for me in the arcade was sometimes a hassle. Uh, just the way, sometimes I, I don't feel like, I, when I go to walk on it, I might only go halfway up instead of going I, to the peak of the rainbow. This, man, you just snap right up there. It feels it's, it's really fast. good. And uh, uh, shooting the enemies, getting the goodies, finding the hidden collectibles when you just shoot the rainbows off into nowhere. It's all there. It all feels good, right? Yeah. I get up to the first boss, uh... I die, I continue, I play it, beat the first boss. I'm actually doing better than I've ever done playing this in the arcade. Mm. So now I'm starting to get into it a little bit more. I start at the next level, uh, play it a little bit, I die, I run out of continues. And I'm like, do I even want to play again? Ooh, that's the kiss of death right there. And that it's so unfortunate. It's so... I mean, with the arcade version, you can continue infinitely, right? Yeah. This is four continues and you're done. I'm sure there's a gimmick. Oh, I'm sure there is. But at face value, four continues and you're done. Yeah. So I, I fire it back up and I'm playing. And this time I get to the to the first boss and I die and I die and I die. And I don't know why because I beat him fairly easily the first time. Out of continues, it's like, oh. I'm not playing this again. Not I, you know, I'm gonna I'm stepping away. And even though the Spectrum version of this game is fantastic, even though I respect this game, I understand that uh, there are people at this that this really appeals to. Yeah. I'm not killing the game. I'm not killing the, the Spectrum Sounds version. Like the going out here. But this game is just simply not for me. Yeah, I, I I hate to I hate to back you up on this. I hate when we agree, but in the rare times it happens, I, I'm just not good at it. One thing, you know, you're you're meant to climb, to run up these rainbows. Yes, and I I perpetually want to jump on the rainbows. No, and that you, breaks the rainbow. Yes. I feel like we're doing a Skittles commercial here. <laughs> Taste the rainbow. Mm, okay, um, for some rainbow Skittles. Yeah. And so that's a, a hassle. Uh, you can easily if you're hot, you can go real fast up these levels. And so, but you shouldn't. No. And so that makes it more difficult for me too, because I want to just go as fast as I can. Uh, now they did, you know, they had to uh, get past the uh, limitations of the spectrum, and they did. They're very clever. One of the things they did was they had, uh, especially when, when they have col- multicolored flashing lettering at the top of the screen, and if, and if you get a bunch of uh, pick up a bunch of stuff. That's at the bottom of the screen, multicolored. Yeah, the and diamonds. So it, yeah. it sort of it sort of lifts this game out of a, almost well, a monochromish or a, or a two or three color or four color thing to make it look like 
It almost works. It's, well, a, it's close. you know what I was saying? I could see the other colors that it yeah. was trying. I, you're probably right. That's probably where I was getting those other colors, even though they weren't there. I was feeling that they were there. Also, sometimes when you uh, when an enemy hits a rainbow, it goes away and it goes away and it fades in different colors. Uh, yeah, I, I I really think they did an incredible job with this. The detail work on the enemies is good. They yes. look they're very they look they're very Tato-y looking. They're uh, they look like cute little guys. When your rainbows collapse, so the way this works, when you put a rainbow out, you can, if you just run up the rainbow, you run up like it's a ramp. Yeah. If you jump on it, it shatters, and a very, it's a very satisfying effect. When it, it is. Shatters. Yeah, it looks good. And if you've got a guy under it, it kills them. So yeah. if, you, if you hit the guy with the rainbow, it kills them. If you jump on it while they're under it, it kills them, which is cool. I like I like that stuff. We should also mention there are some uh, and pickups, and again, you can get to increase your guys' ability. Yes. Uh, you can get magic shoes. Makes now there were more. Faster. There were more in the arcade. Yeah, but there got, were. So magic shoes, yes, gives you greater speed. There's red potions, and they will add uh, one to the number of rainbows you can throw. So you can get up to the point where you're throwing three rainbows. You can yeah. get crazy when you're doing that. Then there's a yellow potion, and that will speed up how fast you can throw the rainbows. That's kind of neat too. There's also, like we mentioned, uh, we, we, you definitely know there are secret rooms. Every room. On the Spectrum, every uh, level has a secret room somewhere. Did you ever find these secret no, rooms? No, no. Uh, yeah. But that's a, that's a that's something from uh, Japan. They love their little secret things. Yeah. They love just, just you know, hitting an arbitrary point and there being a secret there. It is kind of cool to have secrets. It gives you a little extra replay value, you know. Now, I should mention that I only got the first inbox, but I saw several others. Yeah. And the end bosses are disappointing. They're monochrome and fl and they're flickery. They're not great. They, I mean, they get the job done. I didn't have a problem with them. They they are to make them bigger than life. They do pixelate quite yeah. a bit, and uh, yeah, that kind of sucks. But it's it's nothing that takes away from the from the game. It's quite remarkable what they were able to squeeze out of the spectrum. Is I I'd yeah, say it is. Um, so I had a look to see what how this uh, charted on the uh, on the uh, review tables. The World of Spectrum uh, followers gave this an eight point three three, very nice score. Yeah. Uh, Computer and video games gave it a ninety five. Crash gave it a ninety four. Sinclair gave it a ninety. Sinclair user gave it a ninety four. Your Sinclair gave it a ninety four. Uh, Micro Hobby gave it an eighty nine. It also earned the uh, Crash Smash and the SU Classic Awards. So this was a wildly popular game for its time. Now, deservedly so. I'm like Brent. I I'm not came here to bury this game, but to praise it. It's a it's a good game. It's just a game, and I know I mentioned this on the Amigas because this. And by the way, the Amiga version's got nothing on this in terms of playability. This thing plays. And the oh, Amiga it's so great. silky smooth. They did a great job. Uh, make and as far as platforming type games go on the spectrum, this has got to be up near the top. It's just not my bag. Yeah. So I'm not going to kill it. Uh, let's see if we got anything from our good buddies. I do believe we had a few reviews of this. Yeah. I think you're right here. So let's let's get over here and have a look. Um, so we actually got quite a few reviews here. So Hermsky said right rates uh, Rainbow Island seven out of ten. I was always an immense fan of its predecessor, Bubble Bob. When Rainbow Islands came off. Just as I retired my Spectrum. Having now played the game on my Spectrum, it didn't quite have the same appeal for me. Maybe because it's a vertical scroller this time around. However, I enjoyed the fast, smooth platform action in the game. And wow, very colorful, the Spectrum's capabilities. Okay, the rainbows are monochrome. 
but that would have been a color clash miracle. Overall, a good playable arcade conversion for its genre. Pixels at Dawn writes, this is a top arcade port, especially on the 128K mode. You get the music and the sound effects all the way through, and it's extremely colorful and eminently playable. We definitely weren't disappointed getting this version on the 8 bits, 8 out of 10. Uh, and they're yeah. right. You get you get the gameplay, the music, the sound. It was all there. Very impressive. Eric Nelson from the Pixel Gaiden podcast writes, um, When I first imported my 128K Spectrum Plus 2, the first batch of games I tried included Rainbow Island, and I was impressed. You can squabble over the monochrome sprites and color clash compared to rival systems, but the gameplay is great and the controls are tight. This one, this is one I go back to often. Eight out of ten. Yep. Uh, our good buddy Chris Folds. Chris Folds. Rainbow Island review: a cracking conversion of the arcade title, retaining all the charm and playability of the original, with a pace and playability way beyond the expectations of the system, and with a great soundtrack to boot. Eight out of ten. D Man uh, writes: didn't get to play a chance to play through that this much this week, but the quick blast that I did suggests. That I'll be uh, that I'll go along with the eight out of ten score. Brian writes, impressive port, especially on the 128K version is great. There's quite a bit of color clash, but somehow it's hardly noticeable while playing. Eight out of ten, eight and a half out of ten. So I think those are all those are all pretty high marks on that yeah. one, Brandy. Uh, where would you you want to? I mean, assign a number to it. <laughs> I, I I would get I would say seven. Yeah. Uh, but I, if someone says, "Man, this is eight out of ten, nine out of ten game for me," I'm not gonna say, like, "No, you're an idiot." To so look at all these flaws, yeah, because the flaws aren't there. It's just not a game that uh, that uh, really connects with me. I did look this up on the eBay. Uh, there are tapes available. These are going for between seven and twenty-four dollars. I did find some twenty-four dollar ones here in the states. So Whoa. If you're interested in that, now uh, before we go. Uh, let's talk about uh, the Patreon support for for the R. Sinclair channel. If you are interested in sponsoring this or any of our Amigos Retro Gaming shows, you can head over to patreon.com, look up Amigo Retro Gaming, and if you feel like dropping us a buck or two, we'd appreciate it. Uh, that'll get you on our Discord. I believe the uh, if you uh, there's a certain level that will get you on our game selection committee, which will allow you to pick the game that we'll be playing. And of course, it'll be we'll be shooting this again live this coming Friday, just back to our normal time with the boat back in town. So there you go, Rainbow Island. I'll tell you, uh, 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 Brinster, um, you know, I know this is a good game, man. And it, it makes me sad that I just can't get into it, man. Well, I, 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 mean, I just, I, 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 I mean, it makes me incredibly depressed. I, I understand where you're coming from, but you've got to, uh, you've got to lighten up a little bit, Aaron. You've got to let those sad blues go. We'll get you a little rainbow cape here, and you know, you gotta, you gotta think positive. You gotta think. Here, here. Let me get you. Let me get you a little, a little hat. We'll get you a little. I don't know, this isn't doing it for me so far, man. No, 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 it's 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 all coming together. And here, here, let's just let's let's give you a little little shades. Well, okay. And, and, and I think we can put a little bit of a right. song into your heart.
Somewhere over the rainbow, way up high, there's a land that I've heard of once in a lullaby. Somewhere over the rainbow, skies are blue, and the dreams that you dare to dream really do come true. You're right, Brent. I feel great. See you next week, everybody.